Hello and thanks for joining us on Search for Truth, your Bible teaching programme with teacher Brian Johnston. I'm delighted to have your company. Thanks for joining us. Today we have the final talk in this series of studies in the Bible book of Daniel. And this week it's the prophecies in chapter 12, which are still to be fulfilled concerning the Antichrist. It's gripping stuff. So let's go to Brian now to hear it. Thanks, John. All the events described in Daniel chapter 11, until we get to verse 36, are now in the past, although some of them didn't take place until more than 300 years after Daniel had put down his pen, as it were. All the mentioned intricate details of the conflicts between the kings of the north and south, that is, between the Seleucids and the Ptolemies, were fulfilled exactly as Daniel had predicted. So exactly, in fact, that sceptics have denied that the book was written by Daniel in the 6th century BC, claiming it must have been written after the events took place and during the time of the Maccabees. But God, who knows the end of a thing from its beginning, can easily reveal the details of history in advance. Not only has he done that regarding events which we now regard as historical, but extending forwards from verse 36, we are going to see that he's also done the same for things which are still to happen, and no critic can challenge these. And the outline of their realisation would seem to be taking shape in the sensational events occurring today in the Middle East. Now here's what verse 36 of Daniel 11 says. Then the king will do as he pleases, and he will exalt and magnify himself above every god, and will speak monstrous things against the god of gods, and he will prosper until the indignation is finished, for that which is decreed will be done. He will show no regard for the gods of his fathers, or for the desire of women, nor will he show regard for any other god, for he will magnify himself above them all. But instead he will honour a god of fortresses, a god whom his fathers did not know. He will honour him with gold, silver, costly stones and treasures. He will take action against the strongest of fortresses, with the help of a foreign god, he will give great honour to those who acknowledge him and will cause them to rule over the many and will parcel out land for a price. The events recorded in these verses will occur during the final seven years of the 70 sevens mentioned in Daniel 9 and 24. That is, they relate to the same future time and conditions on this earth which the book of Revelation in chapters 6 through 18 describes. The book of Daniel is the key to unlocking the book of Revelation. We read here about the king who does as he pleases in verse 36. He'll be the one who'll take to himself absolute power in the religious realm, magnifying himself above all gods and defying and speaking blasphemously against the God of gods. His showing no regard for the gods of his fathers means that in order to gain absolute power in the religious realm, this king will have no respect for his religious heritage. He will at the very end set aside all organised religion, showing no regard for any god, and will set himself up as the sole object of worship. Instead of depending on gods, he'll depend on his own satanic power, and by that power he'll demand all the world's worship. The fact he's no regard for the one desired by women probably suggests he despises the messianic hope of Israel. Many an Israelite woman had doubtless desired to become the mother of the coming Messiah. The Antichrist, for this is who we're talking about, the king who does as he pleases, the Antichrist will honour a god of fortresses, perhaps suggesting he'll promote military strength. 
and because of his political and religious power, he'll be able to accumulate great wealth. The God unknown to his ancestors may refer to Satan. Although he comes to power by offering peace through a covenant with Israel, he's no stranger to military power. Far from it. So, what are the ultimate predictions for the last days based on Daniel chapter 11? To a large extent, it's a continuation of all that's gone before in the verses running up to verse 35. In other words, opposing forces north and south of Israel. So we can expect today to see two regional powers developing, one to the north and one to the south of Israel. These powers will be hostile to one another. In other words, we can expect a coming, as it were, neo-Seleucid kingdom in the area covered by Turkey, Syria, Iraq, Lebanon and Iran, and a coming neo-Ptolemaic kingdom in the area covered by Egypt, Libya and Sudan. And there will be intermittent military conflict between these two regional powers, which will have major implications for Israel. At present, it looks as if it's shaping up as an Islamic conflict. The current Syrian war pitches southern-funded Sunni opposition against northern-aligned and mainly Shia powers. But then verse 40 of Daniel 11 adds a further dimension. At the end time, the king of the south will collide with him, and the king of the north will storm against him with chariots, with horsemen and with many ships, and will enter countries, overflow them and pass through. He will also enter the beautiful land, and many countries will fall. But these will be rescued out of his hand, Edom, Moab, and the foremost of the sons of Ammon. Then he will stretch out his hand against other countries, and the land of Egypt will not escape. But he will gain control over the hidden treasures of gold and silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt, and Libyans and Ethiopians will follow at his heels. But rumours from the east and from the north will disturb him, and he will go forth with great wrath to destroy and annihilate many. He will pitch the tents of his royal pavilion between the seas and the beautiful holy mountain. Yet he will come to his end, and no one will help him. First of all, let's be clear. This invasion has no correspondence to historical facts, so it's yet future. The events in verses 40 to 45 will transpire at the time of the end. That is, they will occur in the second half of the 70th seven of the programme Gabriel showed as belonging to Daniel's people. Here in verse 40, the king of the north and the king of the south both collide and storm against the king who does as he pleases. It's as if, latterly, the revived Antichrist, the king who does as he pleases, seems to be no longer the king of the north. In these verses, every occurrence of he, him and his refers to the king who does as he pleases. He'll have entered into a covenant with the people of Israel, binding that nation as a part of his domain. Any attack then against the land of Israel will be an attack against him with whom Israel is then joined by covenant. So the king of the south and the king of the north will fight against the Antichrist. Israel will be occupied and many Jews will flee, seeking refuge among the Gentile nations. When the Antichrist hears of the joint invasion by southern and northern forces, he'll move his army, sweeping through many countries like a flood. He'll move quickly into the land of Israel, referred to as the beautiful land. His first strike will be against Egypt, for Egypt, 
and her Arab allies are the ones who will initiate the invasion on Israel. On this occasion, the king will not conquer the territory of Edom, Moab and Ammon, nowadays included in the present kingdom of Jordan. Then the Antichrist will hear alarming reports from the east, probably referring to an invasion by a massive army of 200 million soldiers from east of the Euphrates River, which can be cross-checked with the book of Revelation, chapter 9, verse 16, and chapter 16, verse 12. And there'll be other forces from the north that will trouble him as well, perhaps another attack by the king of the north. So enraged, the Antichrist will set out to destroy many of the invaders. Then he'll occupy Israel and pitch his own royal tents between the seas, that is, between the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean Sea, at the beautiful holy mountain, probably Jerusalem. The duration of Daniel's last-mentioned king has been determined by God. How are things shaping up today, then? Well, I'd suggest you keep your eyes on Turkey. It's within the bounds of what was the Seleucid Empire. And don't forget that the Ottoman Empire the previous expression of the Islamic Caliphate, was Turkish. Both Isaiah and Micah in the Bible repeatedly speak of opposition to the people of the Messiah, which comes from the Assyrian. Historically, Assyria was largely composed of Turkey, Syria and Iraq. Daniel 12 and verse 1 begins, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. And there will be a time of distress, such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, those to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. Many will go back and forth and knowledge will increase. What Daniel sealed up in his book is revealed with the opening of the seals of the scroll received by Christ in Revelation. The duration of Daniel's last mentioned king has been determined by God. He'll be successful as the world ruler during the time of unparalleled distress, the three and one half years of the Great Tribulation being the second half of the 70th seven of God's program for Daniel's people, the Jews. At the end of the 70th seven, often called the 70th week, all true Israelites will be rescued from the clutches of the Antichrist. Then the first resurrection, mentioned in Revelation 20, will take place. It's first in regard to the 1,000-year earthly kingdom which the Lord Jesus will set up at that time. When we watch the daily news, Surely we can only conclude that the time is short. Are we ready for the Master? Children of the heavenly king must be
Thanks, Brian, for today's talk, and indeed for this very fascinating series. I trust that you enjoyed Brian's talks too, if you've been following all twelve studies. But please remember that the transcript book for this series is an invaluable reminder if you want to do follow-up study of the prophecies in the Book of Daniel. It's most helpful and it's free. So if you have any questions, please write in as well, and Brian will be glad to help. We never pass on your details to anyone else, so you can contact us with confidence. You can also download many of our books and talks via the internet, but the hard copy book for this series is available to you free by asking for the title "Daniel Decoded." You can order a copy by email or by post. So here's our address: Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon, SN4. 8DY UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. And you might be interested to know as well that many titles of Search for Truth transcript books have been turned into e-books and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen e-books. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box, and there you'll find them. So it's the end of another series, and almost the end of this program. And I do hope that you're confident of your destiny, that you're marching upward to the beautiful city of God. So thanks for the pleasure of your company today. It's been fantastic to have you alongside, and I look forward to you joining us again next week if you can for the start of a brand new series. Until then, it's very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian. Studio technician David, our singers, and me, John. So bye for now, and may God richly bless you.